Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Chicago-based jazz saxophonist and composer Anthony Bruno. He opened up about his new self-titled album coming out on April 14, 2023. Life events inspire the best recorded music and living through a pandemic, falling out of love, back in love, and out again all resulted in the making of this record. That was the trajectory and the mood. He has dedicated his life to music as a performer, educator, and creator. Born into a musical family, playing music has been a hallmark of his existence. He believes creativity and connection is the essence of music performance. He's a great interview. Enjoy. I'm happy to talk to you about your self-titled album and just kind of, you know, just delving into your world. So thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, I'm glad to. So before we get into the new album, talk to me about surviving COVID. You know, we, it was quite a time for all of us. How did you get through it? And, and how, how does it feel to have a new album coming out now? Yeah, COVID was brutal. Um, you know, everything that I loved was taken away from me. Uh, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't play. There was no more gigs. There was no more even getting together to just, like, do jam sessions because everyone was so worried about being in the same room. So, I mean, all, all of my human connection was taken away as far as, like, making music. And then, you know, I'm also an educator. So, you know, all of the classes and the lessons went away. And, you know, teaching brings me great joy. So to have that taken away was really heartbreaking. And then uh, I went through, like, a really tough breakup, like, right when COVID started. So, you know, I had my, my love life taken away from me. And then, you know, I, I remember vividly, you know, Easter just sitting alone because you couldn't even see your family during COVID. Um, everyone was like trying to be as separated as possible. And so I was just a, a lonesome, you know, living, living by myself cat, just figuring out what am I going to do with my life now that I can't do any of the things that I love to do. And that's when it hit me. I was like, man, I got to just write music. This is going to be my, my, I, I call it my catharsis, you know, the thing that's going to keep me alive here and the thing that's going to allow me to process all of the kind of the negativity that's happening right now. I needed, I needed to find a way to bring joy into my life. Right now, you know, I mean, it's coming out in April, but right now with this new year, the world opening up, how does how does it feel to actually see this materialize and see that this is a reality with with everything that's happening right now in the world? Yeah, it's incredible. I got to say because um, I have been a perpetual sideman, where I've always played um, in other people's projects, played on other people's records, and I've been in that support role. And you know, in a, in a way, COVID was a blessing because it forced me to have to do my own thing and focus on original music. And to see it come out is so special. It's almost like having a child and it, you just know that it's, that it's yours and it's what, you know, your heart and soul that you put into making this thing. And the other amazing thing that's come of it is, you know, this band has really taken off now that some of the singles have come out and I have, um, you know, a concept and a product to put out into the world We've been booking a lot of really fantastic dates, um, including a couple steady dates. Uh, we, we're doing Thursdays at Andy's Jazz Club in uh, March and April, which is just incredible. You know, Andy is one of the one of the top jazz clubs in Chicago in the world. Really, um, we've got a we've got a steady once a month at this club called Stage Seven Seven Three. 
Um, we're playing at uh, other places like um, California Clipper, Dorian's, Hey Nani. Um, but it's just opened up doors that uh, I, I hadn't experienced yet before by creating this music, putting it out, and and having something that is, you know, I guess a representation of me um, emotionally, spiritually, uh, mentally, physically, etc. So we've just kind of focused on the hyper now in your life and the joy of this album, but let's go way back to the beginning where you were born and raised and how these seeds of jazz got into your bloodstream to become who you are and as passionate about music as you are. Yeah, I started being very into, um, I guess you would call it like old school rock and roll, old school R&B. My dad played the saxophone, so he was in like an oldies band. So I grew up listening to like old school music from the 50s and 60s. And I just thought that was normal. I just thought that's what kid listen, kids listen to. I didn't realize that there was, you know, pop radio in the 80s and 90s, et cetera. And it wasn't until I was like a teenager that I, that I was like, oh, there's like other music besides the oldies. And I got really into ska and punk music. And I was always in ska and punk bands. It really wasn't until like end of high school, um, maybe like beginning of college, when I like really started to seriously get into jazz and realize its complexity and its depth and what its meaning is and the um, the interplay that comes with jazz that's a little different than other styles of music. And and once I discovered that, I was like, oh, you know, I think finding Sonny Rollins in my life was pretty huge because I was like, oh, this is really special. This is a really amazing way to, you know, express yourself and connect with others and, um I mean, I don't know how, who, many cats that do it better than Sonny on the saxophone. So what was the very first live jazz show that you saw that blew you away? Wow. Probably, like, just, like, utter, just wow would, would, would be, I would say, Sonny Rollins at the CSO. Um, and I know that was pretty, pretty older in his, in his years, but well before, you know, now. Um, seeing him live, I think really c- confirmed a lot of the things that I felt about improvisation and what it means to improvise and the embodiment of like that, that urgency in creativity. You know, of all of the facets of performing, you know, there, there's levels of self-realization and that meets the dream world. What what was the stage that you had the chance to play on where you almost had to pinch yourself and you're like, man, this is this is unreal. Wow, that's a great question. Maybe not one singular event, but um, shortly after I turned 21, I started playing at the Green Mill, and I was working there steadily every Thursday um, with a with a 1930s uh, swing band, and. I was literally living my dream. I was like, I'm a kid playing at a jazz club, packed. And this is, I remember when I first started, this is when you could smoke at bars and there's like the smoke all over and the the cocktail waitresses bringing everything by. And I felt like I was in a movie, man. I was like, this is the actual thing. You know, I'm like taking solos for a a packed crowd of people at, 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 you know, one in the morning and everybody's drinking and smoking and having a good time. I was like, this is exactly what I envisioned it would be like and it was actually happening week after week um and once i experienced that i think it helped me understand that this is 
a re- this is a reality. This is tangible. This is something that can really be done, and I needed to, um, you know, expand upon that. So of all of the facets that go into being a professional musician, from recording to educating to, you know, performing live, what is it that you love the best about this process that motivates you and wakes you up in the morning? Oh, wow. For one, I'm, I'm absolutely never um, – well, let me, let me rephrase this. I'm always surprised by it. Um, it's kind of like when a baby – sees like a, a dog or a cat for the first time and they're just like, oh my God, what is this amazing creature? You know, and they're just like stunned and floored and filled with excitement and joy. Um, that's kind of how I feel when I, when I hear music every day. I, I find something new and amazing and beautiful and wonderful in sound. And even if I've heard it a thousand times, I'm at a thousandth and, and one time, I'll hear a little something where I go, oh, man, that is so cool. <laughs> and I think it's just the joy of listening that makes it so special. And, and that has to do with the way you connect with an audience. That has to do with the way you teach students, what the importance is, why we do this, um, how we connect to sound and how we connect to making music. And um, I, I think it's part of a, a bigger concept of, you know, really feeling the joy of music. So let's say you come to Kansas City and you're going to present this album to an audience and you have to kind of come up and be the PR person as well. You have to come up with a way of enticing people that live here to come see you perform this. A, what would you say? And B, what would, what would a, a live show from you on this album be like? Well, the live shows are, are pretty rocking. Um, the, the record, I, I'm not going to say it's tame, but, um, you know, sometimes you make records and, and you, uh, you know, you want it to be clean and presentable, et cetera. Um, the live shows, you know, I, I kind of <laughs> in, embody it after the way Sonny would do things. You know, he talks about how in the studio it's kind of clean, but then on the live shows, they take it out, you know. Um, when you come to see a live show, it's going to be like pure um, energy, like raw emotion and improvisation over forms and grooves and styles that you're not accustomed to. It's not the typical swang lang a lang. Um, this is music that is based off of like everything from R&B gospel to pop punk music. So it's music that'll make you move. It's music that'll make you groove. Music that'll make you feel good. But it still has. It still harnesses that raw emotion and energy from the concept of jazz improvisation. And all the musicians that I would bring from Chicago to Kansas City, you know, we have that that depth of the knowledge of the history of um, of creating and improvising in the jazz style. And that's what we bring to the table. And I think it's really I would bring something that's on the forefront of jazz, something that is um, very in vogue and very contemporary, and it would be refreshing to the ear. So you saw Sonny Rollins live, but let's kind of up the ante a little bit here. Let's say we get off the phone, a jazz DeLorean pulls up in front of your house, and you can go see any show in the history of jazz. jazz. Where are you going? Oh, my God. Um, that That's a total pull between... Uh, probably seeing Train, um, 
any any time I'm thinking, jeez, uh, when would I want to see train? Probably train with Miles or uh, Brecker in like the 80s or the 90s. Um, that that's a man. That's a tough one because I'm obsessed with both of those concepts. I think train is um, is otherworldly in a uh, in a way that like connects with the vibrations and the frequencies of the of of our of our planet and of our of our other realm. And then when I hear Brecker, I just hear um, like almost um, like something beyond human when he plays. And those are those are two things that I would love to have witnessed in person the way that they make sound out of the saxophone be beyond human. So everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately you live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Wow. Uh, that's, man, that's a tough one. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive. I'm emotional. Um, I try to, you know, have a, a, a tough guarded um, persona because I'm sensitive and emotional. Um, when I'm playing music, I get to let that go because I'm in a safe space and I can be sensitive and be emotional. I've learned as I've gotten older how to um, somewhat keep my emotions and my sensitivity um, at a, like a balance. Um, but, but I'm also a, a very gregarious person. I'm a fun-loving person. I like to go out and have fun and talk to people and, um, and, and, you know, be joyful throughout life. It's, it's hard to be grumpy. You know, it, it's, it's better to, to skip throughout life and, and be goofy and be silly and have fun with everything. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to music, I'm as serious as a heart attack. Um, everything that I do has, has intention. So if anyone out there, that their album comes out this spring, if anyone wants to pick up the album, learn more about live shows, anything related to your world, where's the best place to go? Yeah, they can find all of the music on any streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Uh, my website is anthonybrunomusic.com, and you can also find me on Instagram, excuse me, Instagram, at anthonybrunomusic. Perfect. Anthony, man, this has been great. Thank you for opening up. Thanks for taking a minute out. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it as well. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Chicago, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Anthony for his time, energy, and cool. Find archived Neon Jazz interviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or subscribe to Neon Jazz via YouTube. All things Neon Jazz, all the time neonjazz.blogspot.com Until next time, enjoy the jazz my friends Neon Jazz